Welcome to the Voice of Many podcast with Yolanda and Vanessa. Good evening, listeners, and thank you for joining us. During the month of May, we're focusing on several topics which are near and dear to our hearts. We are all experiencing uh, or have experienced circumstances where there's times we needed assistance in coping and understanding. Um, now, more than ever, assistance and healing is needed. Welcome to the mic, Miss April with the Counseling Resource Services. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you letting me be here tonight. Oh, it is an honor to have you sharing the mic with us. If you will, April, can you please just um, share a little bit about yourself for our listeners and where you're located? I am a licensed clinical social worker, which means I'm a social worker who provides mental health counseling. Um, my company is in Winter Garden, Florida, but really we provide in-home counseling. So we are serving Orange, Osceola, Seminole, and Lake Counties, and a few other places, a little bit of Polk, a little bit of Volusia, a little bit of Brevard through either in-person visits or telehealth visits now that we're dealing with the pandemic. It's great. Wide area. We are a wide area. We catch a lot of people. What was your motivation for your career path? You know, I think this is such a great question for me to reflect on because I don't remember a time when I didn't know that serving people was part of who I was and that that was my mission. And I, I, I think that that I was raised in a military family, and I think that we always learned that to be in the service of others was sacred, and that it was our our job and our responsibility to do that. And so I always knew that I would be in the helping field and that I would be a counselor. Hmm. But can you tell me, uh, or tell our listeners, because um, we do want to share, I'm not going to keep you to ourselves, um, can you please... You know, tell our listeners a little bit about your emotional and behavior um, support program that you offer. So our program provides um, emotional support. It also provides mental health counseling, behavioral management, and assistance with accessing community resources. So that really means that we will help people deal with anything from grief and loss, to worry and anxiety and depression, to any type of you know, marital conflict, family dysfunction, chronic mental illness, anything that they have going on, our program is set up to help guide people through. That's good. Does um, that answer? Yes. I mean, because what I was going to say, whenever you're going through, say, for instance, COVID, a lot of families... Ha- did not survive um, because they weren't used to spending so much time together. And so now you're having those results of divorce or separation where the kids are being impacted and everyone needs that emotional support. And sometimes whenever you're going through different crises, it leads to behavior problems um, in our children. So your support and you, your support program is just awesome um, in being able to provide assistance. 
Well, and you're and you're right. I mean, everyone has been dealing with something, and and what is unique is that you know, mental health is so stigmatized. People look at it as, as that I have a deficit, when in reality we are created to be people who connect and interact with each other. And so, instead of going to people for help, so many of us internalize those issues and we don't talk about them and the pandemic has put that more in front of us than ever before because so many of us are struggling with the feelings of isolation or we're being cut off from our church or we're being cut off from our community or our schools and it's creating a heightened level of distress and people don't know how to deal with it and so you are right that families are you know, some families are coming together greater than ever, and some families are, are afraid, and they are, you know, they, they don't have any energy left, and they're exhausted from all the stress that they're dealing with. Yes, and then true, um, because our children, they went through a whole year where they were not able to celebrate that birthday with friends and family, or they were not able to have the sleepovers, um, and so that Dealing with that as children, it makes it even harder because they're so young, they're unable to really at times express how they're feeling and what it is that they are feeling. Well, and the reality is, is most adults adults don't know how to do that. So it's really hard for children to learn something that many of the adults don't effectively do either. And so people haven't had this before. This is new. And a lot of people... You know, I, I would say the biggest challenge that a lot of people deal with is they don't know what to do when they feel distressed or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And they look to self-soothe, right? They look to make it better. And sometimes you just have to live with feeling poorly with the understanding and belief that it'll get better. And if you don't have that, it's really hard to find what coping skills you're going to depend on. That's so true. Now... You also offer a assistance in a way I've never heard of before. And I've heard of using hypnosis as far as um, just, just please, I mean, counseling through hypnosis. How tell us about that? Well, hypnosis is this wonderful technique that creates um, a heightened level of focused attention. And so what happens is, and and I think we all know it, sometimes we get in our own way, right? Our brain thinks us out of our mind, thinks us out of or into things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Sometimes our own anxiety and worry or guilt um, get in the way. And so hypnosis through focused attention and, and using a trance state allows us to access our unconscious mind where we are able to shift beliefs or patterns of behavior by, by accessing a different part of our brain and getting our, our thoughts and our feelings and emotions to shift. And so it is, you know, and I think we've all heard about hypnosis being used for smoking cessation or weight loss. So people will use it for a lot of things. I personally have used it to stop grinding my teeth. Because I currently suffer from TMJ and even right now as we speak, my jaw is like clenching. So I definitely need that 
That's amazing. I never knew that exactly. it was the first time I ever used it, and it was such a successful treatment for me. So it is, it's, it's a great technique, and really, it's also wonderful to help with relaxation, pain management. There are so many different ways um, to use it, and sometimes it's just visualization and learning how to visualize health and wellness and healing, um, and sometimes it's more complicated. It's really to help remove pain from the body, because the, the mind is an amazing thing that we really don't use to its you know, most that we could get out of it. That's true. What type of hypnosis, if you don't mind me asking, do you um, offer? Well, there. Well, I mean, for anybody who's listening, it's that I'm an Ericksonian trained um, hypnotherapist. But um, for the rest of us, it's, it's so general. Typically, what I do the most is that I help people with relaxation. Um, pain is the other thing that I most frequently, or medical, right? So, if somebody's having anxiety about a medical procedure, a dental visit. Uh, or they're experiencing chronic pain. I'll work with them through hypnosis, and then, um, and then for some people they do regression therapy. And so, for some people, what they're looking is to go back and 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 revisit past experiences um, to get new insights or to work through through trauma. Wow. So what is the um, success rate that most of your patients have? I know it's a lot of them putting in a lot of the effort and um, themselves into fixing the problem as well. So that's another really great question. But I don't, you know, I can't tell you that it's, you know, 75%, you know, get this or, or that. Hypnosis, um, everyone will get something out of it because it can create such a relaxed state that you feel renewed like a massage, right? A massage feels really good and it gives you some, some, you know, re-energized or relaxed in a way that you feel better. So everyone is going to get that. Um, depending on the degree to which you work with it and repeat it, right? So if you're working on pain management and you're learning hypnosis, because when I do hypnosis with someone, I'm also going to teach them how to use it. So I may do the hypnosis initially, but then I'm going to want you to go back and visualize with it. To make the management of pain very successful, you have to use it on an ongoing basis. It's not a one and done. Uh, for smoking cessation, I, I do a great program. It's a Phoenix smoking cessation program, and it's wonderful. And there is a really high success rate, you know, just with the patients that I have served I would say probably about 80% have, have ended up being smoke-free a year out. Wow. So, yeah, that's very, very significant. Wow, that's incredible. What advice would you offer someone, since we're all pretty much going through it, whether we realize it or not, um, with the COVID blues? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have been talking about that, and I've been teaching classes on that, and I'm, you know, I call it pandemic fatigue. And the first thing is, you know, if, you, if you're on Facebook, they put all these memes out. Oh, you should learn a language and you should, you know, redo your house and all of those kind of things. And I want to say the first thing we really need to do is we need to be okay with ourselves wherever we are and to be gentle and kind to ourselves because 
those are not realistic expectations for everyone. Some of us have been, you know, burning the candle at both ends because we're doing it for everybody. And so if you're feeling anxious and overwhelmed and you're having cabin fever and you don't, you're so tired of wearing that mask and you can't, and you get out of the car and you realize you don't have to have it on and you have to go back to your house. All of those things I want you to be kind to yourself about. We are dealing with brain fog and isolation and changes in weight and changes in mood. And that is what we should expect from a pandemic. And so be graceful. Give yourself, um, you know, be gentle with yourself. Give yourself forgiveness. Um, accept that it's okay to feel that way. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be at your best. You just have to make it through the next day and the next day and the next day. And so so that's where I started. Be gentle, give yourself forgiveness, but then also look at what you're saying to yourself. You know, is this never going to end? Is not positive self-talk. I want you to really talk to yourself in a way that says, I'm okay. Even though this is miserable, I'm going to be okay. Mm. Right? You have to make sure that you are watching your thoughts and not giving into the catastrophic um, distortions, or maybe it really is catastrophic for you. But it's important to remind yourself that you have the skills and the strength and ability to keep moving forward. And another one that I tell people every day when I talk to them is self-care is not an option anymore. You have to do something, whether it's making sure you're getting asleep, enough sleep or it's taking a 30-minute walk or it's an Epsom salt bath. You've got to do something each and every day to make sure that you are healing yourself, that you are putting, you know, filling up the tank a little bit, that you're taking time. Um, and then I would encourage people to also turn off the news, turn off the stressful news. If you if you can't completely turn it off, watch it for no more than 30 minutes a day because you can be bombarded and you don't really learn anything new. You just get spun around mm-hmm. by everybody's take on the same information. Yeah. Yeah, so I can keep going. Do you have anything no, to about that? I mean, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm really just, taking in all of this because it's so true very powerful and and this is not just a one-time conversation because we all we really need this we really need to to listen and act on what you're saying because we're all going through some type of trauma and I know you know we're going to talk about that but we're going through trauma on different levels. Some of us are are dealing with just being stuck in the house, trying to recover from that. Um, Dealing with the kids, being at home 24-7, and then having to teach the kids. And then there's those of us that dealt with COVID as far as um, being sick with it. And then there's those of us that lost family members. So with, with that being said... I know you deal with counseling others through trauma. What are some of the needs that your patients are are dealing with with that, with COVID? You know, so sometimes people don't realize that they are experiencing trauma, right? Sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it's all you can do just to keep moving 
forward. So whether it's the loss of a job and an income, maybe a house, or the loss of, you know, the loved one, everyone has experienced trauma through this. If you're on the other side and you're a healthcare worker and you're working in the hospital, you're experiencing trauma too. Seeing sick people every day and, and not knowing, you know, who's going to, who's going to make it or not is, is traumatic. Mm-hmm. So, so all of our patients, you know, are really dealing with what's going to be on the other side of it. And so that's where I talk about, again, kindness to ourselves and kindness to others, right? When people are, are slow or late, it's important to, you know, you can't get to your appointment on time or the doctor's running late or things aren't happening. It's remember to treat the world and the people that we're interacting with with gratitude, mm-hmm. thankfulness, right? And so when you're dealing with the stress of all of this, being able to find something that you're grateful for is really important. Um, the trauma that um, a lot of people are used to dealing with on their own is not something that they can really do right now. So the biggest thing is really reaching out to people and getting them involved. People are suffering on their own and not reaching out. Oh, it's, it's a loss. And so they think, well, it's grief and loss. I don't need help with that. And that's not reality. Reality is that most people need to talk about their grief and loss and not just hold it in. And so if I look at most of our patients, patients that are isolated or the patients that are um, you know, struggling with the loss, it's really still finding ways to have connections. So when we went into the pandemic, a lot of our patients that we were seeing said, oh, well, I'll see you in a couple months. I can't see you, you know, I, I can't see you in person anymore. I don't want to do it over, you know, the computer or the telephone. So I'll see you in a couple of months. And that couple of months is stretched into, you know, a year and three months. And, and being resistant to finding new ways prevents you from getting the help you need. Well, I want to ask you this too, um, and we've never spoke about this. How are we able, or is there anything that could be done for those that are living in the nursing homes, the rehabilitation centers? Um, right. I mean, their trauma was like right next door or in, either in the same room. I mean, they were confined. And even though you're elderly and you're away from family as it is, when you're in a medical state or separation state, how are we able, is there any programs that can help them as well? What do we do? Well, I think that a lot of facilities have gotten iPads. And I know many of my patients, I've seen them on the facility's iPads. The facilities have gone out of their way to get people connected. It's when people are, are stubborn, right, or set in their ways, oh, I don't want to do that technology stuff. It's really helping people be open because when what you used to do doesn't work anymore, you have two choices. You can, you can stay and be miserable or you can find a new way to get some of what you used to get, right? right. So a hug mm-hmm. isn't the same when you're hugging yourself. But it's not as bad as not getting a hug, right? <laughs> so true. when you're on a Zoom call and everybody says, put your arms around yourself, 
and give yourself a big squeeze, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can choose not to do that, or you can do that and 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 wish it was somebody else hugging you, but but you know benefit from that connection that you're having with you know the people on your meeting. And so it was really about encouraging the people that are in the ALS or in the skilled nursing facility to to connect whatever way they can. And and so most of the facilities have accommodated that, at least, that I work with. So what is your goal um, or wish that you would like to achieve with the job that you have? You know, I think that my goal has always been to help people know they don't have to suffer. That they don't have to suffer in silence the burdens that they've been struggling with. That there is always a resource out there to help, you know, support with a listening ear, provide guidance, encouragement. What I find with people is that mental illness is taboo, right? There's such stigma around it that people think, oh, I've got cancer. I don't, you know, I can't talk to anybody about this. Then I'll show weakness, right? Mm -hmm. Or I've had a, you know, I've had a loss and I don't want to talk to any, I don't want to get help. For it. I don't need to see a counselor. Everybody goes through loss. The problem is, is that after a couple months of loss, you know, after a couple months after a loss, many people get stuck and they end up with complicated grief and they struggle for years. When if they just talked to somebody and got some support and got some encouragement, they would learn to navigate life through that loss much more efficiently. So people suffer needlessly, and my goal in life is to say, you don't have to, we're here, we'll listen, we'll talk, we'll support you. (laughs) Well, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to find out more about Counseling Resource Services? You can always go to our website, which is um, www.counselingresourceservices.com, or you can contact our office at 407-654-4433. Okay. And like I was saying, there is so much, um, you hold so much knowledge and knowledge that listeners really need um, to know. And also too, for our listeners, if you have a question or a comment in regards to resource counseling resource services, please send us a text, email, and let us know. And we will see if April can help um, point you in the right direction or maybe if you're in the area, get you some counseling um, to be able to help you deal with what you're going through. We're all dealing with it in different forms one way or another. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for letting me talk about this important topic. Oh, yes, it is very important. Thank you. And to our listeners, if you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our many social media web pages. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And on behalf of our podcast, our sponsors, and our partners, we want to thank you for listening. And we will talk to you later.